0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Sniffles, itchy eyes, sneezing. No, I'm not talking about the cold or flu. I'm talking about seasonal allergies. And experts say climate change is making allergy seasons last longer. Now, in Chicago, we're seeing ragweed pollen last two weeks longer. And outdoor mold, that can last for months. And as soon as fall allergies wind down, well, indoor allergies, they ramp up. So here to tell us more is Dr. Beju Malday, allergist and clinical instructor with Northwestern Medical Group for Adults. Welcome back, doctor. Thank you for having me. And we want to hear from you, too. Are allergies getting you down? How does it affect your day-to-day life? Our phone lines are open now for your questions and comments for the doctor. You can call us at 866-915-WBEZ. Again, that is 866-915-WBEZ. WBEZ. So, doctor, it doesn't feel like it today, but temperatures are going to be warming up the rest of this week. So tell us, what is causing allergies in the fall versus the spring?
1: So, in fall here in Chicago there are a couple allergens that are higher in propensity the biggest one is ragweed which usually starts from mid-August and used to end at the end of October, uh, at the end of September now into October the ragweed is pollinating in mm. addition we have outdoor molds usually they're um, they can be in spring and fall but in fall when the leaves fall down all of the mold that grows on them also bother patients oh my goodness tell
0: us more about what you're hearing from your patients what are their symptoms
1: so a lot of them have, like, a stuffy nose, a runny nose. They uh, clear their throat a little bit. They have some post-nasal drip where they, uh, they get sneezing and itchy eyes. Sometimes they even get, like, pressure in their forehead or their cheeks. So they're pretty miserable kind of in their head and neck. In, um, in addition, I take care of a lot of patients with asthma, mm-hmm. and 80% of asthma has an allergic component. So their asthma starts to flare because of these allergens in the air.
0: Wow. Yeah, so they're... Increasing in in the complaints right now,
1: absolutely, and they're lasting longer. I mean, in the past, I, I used to look forward to the first frost hitting at the end of um, October, at the end of September, and saying, "Hey, you know what? The ragweed's going to be gone, and you're not going to be miserable." But now, due to climate change and um, the, and the weather warming up, it's lasting a lot longer. So they're. Miserable for a longer period of time than they used to be.
0: What about kids? Are they just as susceptible to allergies as adults?
1: They are, they are. And you know, I think kids, I will say, probably even have more allergies than adults do. We don't know why that is fully. There are some theories, such as a hygiene hypothesis, that do do make children um, allergic a little bit longer and a little bit earlier in their life. So there's a lot of misery out there, for sure.
0: Yeah, well this year, uh, scientists detected ragweed pollen in the air through mid-October. As you were mentioning, it it usually goes away by mid-September. Talk more about this. I mean, what do you make of of that, that shift?
1: I think most of this is due to climate change. Our long, our warmer climates um, make the seasons and the growing seasons longer for the uh, for the pollen to grow, and so that's why all this, all of these pollen is in the air. And if you actually look at a pollen grain, it's like really, it's microscopic. We can't see it. We can just feel it, and so it's very annoying. Uh,
0: so, Doctor, you know ragweed season it's ended, uh, and the, the pollen's no longer in the air in Chicago. Outdoor molds are still in the air, as you talked about. I know Block Club Chicago reports that these molds lasted in Chicago into January last year.
1: Yeah, I think if you look at it, if you think about when we were little or when I was growing up, we used to have a lot of much like longer frost. We would have snow on the ground that lasted months. We don't see that like we used to. And I think with that being the case, the mold spores are not like a one and done. We have a, you know, it's cold outside and it has frosted a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, in a couple of days, we're going to have 40 degree weather and it's very likely that that mold is going to come right back. Maybe not as high a, as a higher level, but still will be there and will bother patients people mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah. i mean to that end right experts are, are blaming this on climate change
1: yes
0: you know because we're having this warmer season i mean i i just bought a, a winter coat for one of one of yeah. my kids who needed one and, and we've never been able to delay that activity until late november like no. ever right no. uh, the frost is delayed as you talked about which extends the growing season i mean what's your take on all of this do you, do you agree about the climate change connection
1: Oh, 100%. I think, you know, I tell even my patients and everyone around us that we need to be better to Mother Earth. I mean, we need to take care of the Earth because it's only going to get worse. And if you look at how much rainfall we get sometimes because of climate change, I do think that all of these things contribute to longer seasons, longer pollen seasons.
0: Dahlia from Burridge is on the line. Hey, welcome to Reset. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. How are you? How are you coping?
2: Um, I'm okay. Um, since October, I've been dealing with, like, a clogged ear, and I just don't understand why it's even went to the ENT, and there's, like, we just can't figure it out. Just a clogged ear? Yeah, like a clogged ear, and, like, I don't know if it's my sinuses or what, but, like, I have to use, like, the neti potty to clear it, or I have to use nasal saline, but it's, like, it's been more than a month, and
1: mm. is this forever or what?
0: Dr. Malde, do you have any follow-up questions for, for Dahlia?
1: Yeah, so um, is, is it, well a couple things, is it one ear or are both of your ears plugged up? Just my left ear. Just your left ear. And have you, when you went to the NT, were they able to look for, did they see any signs of whether it was um, earwax or is there, did they not see anything in there? Have you been seen for, have they looked inside of it? Yeah, they did, they used a uh, scope. Okay. Everything looks good. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to say. Sometimes it can be either it could be um, just having a stuffy nose can if you have a stuffy nose as well it can can be due to allergies it can be due to um, an infection it could be due to just the way you're structured Um, so I definitely think following up with the uh, if it's not getting better definitely following up with the ear nose and throat using a couple of different nose sprays may help such as a flonase um, and it or um, an azelastine may help as well Mm -hmm. but definitely following up with them would be super important I think.
0: Thanks for the call Dahlia I mean doctor is that automatically related to allergies when you hear or something like that, a clogged ear that is kind of unexplainable?
1: Yeah, no. So I think there's, like, I was, I was telling Dahlia, there's a few different culprits that can cause a clogged ear. I think the number one culprit is often ear wax, um, and I do find that often people are using their air pods and stuff, and so their ears don't get time to drain as easily, and mm-hmm. so it kind of increases your risk of the stuffy ears, uh, the wax thing in your ears. Um, the other thing is that will cause it is allergies can cause it, sinus infections can cause it, so it has multiple options of what be causing your ear stuffiness.
0: I see. Before we shift to some indoor talk, I mean, looking outside and and having been outside this morning, it's quite cold, right? Barely 20 degrees out there. Is the frost that we're experiencing today is that enough to end the outdoor mold
1: spores no i think you know especially because like i said we're going to get some warming up of the season yeah. um toward the end of this week i think that the mold will come back a little bit so i think you can be happy for a day or two and it's maybe a little bit better but i wouldn't say that our mold is gone for this season not, in addition there not. are sometimes indoor molds that can be bother, bothering people as well so
0: yeah let's t- tell that. us more about that
1: so you know, if you've ever seen any water damage in your home, um or at work, for example, or if you look underneath the sink, sometimes if you see a little bit of water damage, all of that mold can also bother you. So it's not always just um outdoor mold that bothers patients. Um the same symptoms can occur. Stuffy nose, runny nose, um, sneezing can happen both from mold can be in either either place.
0: Yeah. Tell us more about indoor allergies and, and the cause of those flare-ups.
1: Yeah, so indoor allergies are often due to things such as dust mites. I say if people tell me, hey, I wake up in the morning and my nose is stuffy, I'm, I often think it could be the small critters called dust mites. They're microscopic. We can't see them, but they, when we sleep at night, we shed our skin, they eat the skin, um, they poop, and we smell the poop nose. our nose get stuff stuffed up. Ooh. So, yeah, so that could be bothering people. Allergens such as cats and dogs, the skin of those um, animals can bother us as well. Um, so those are probably the biggest allergens indoors that bother people.
0: Let's go back to the phone lines. Dr. Cheryl's been waiting, calling from the Gold Coast. Hey, Cheryl. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Thanks um, for calling.
2: Yeah. Um, like the previous caller, I've had allergies my entire life. I mean, I used to live in New Orleans and I'd have allergies. I come, I moved back to Chicago and I have allergies. But I, like the past 20, 25 years, I always get earaches with my allergies now and it's usually i go two or three times you know a couple of times a year i end up going to the allergist and yeah i'm on like a cocktail of like uh allegra and nasal sprays but when it comes to the allergies i usually it always ends up becoming an ear infection like clockwork and mm-hmm. um and the eustachian tubes get sucked back so he always checks my ears and they get sucked back there's no light getting in and usually there's always some sort of a you know bacterial infection or something it happened during thanksgiving which made uh made thanksgiving interesting oh no uh, yeah oh yeah so um so yeah so i you know, get sinus stuff and you get blocked up and yeah i think the climate change isn't helping mm-hmm. things because uh usually by now you're usually feeling better but then i do transition into like this indoor allergies because as soon as you close up all the windows and it gets cold exactly. then everything that probably gets when you have your windows open everything that comes in it stays in and so then it turns into a different kind. You of. You can't
0: hour. escape it. Yeah, Cheryl, I mean, Dr. Malde, sounds familiar, right?
1: Yes, Cheryl, you sound like a lot of people I take care of where the aller- depending on what you're allergic to, either indoors, outdoors, or both can be very problematic.
0: And that cocktail of medicines. Yes. Goodness.
1: Yes. And often we need a few different um, things to help people. So whether it's a nasal steroid, nasal antihistamines, oral antihistamines, all of them. Are Our- HVAC systems playing a role here, too? So in terms of that, what happens is often when they're just turned on at the beginning of the year, there's a lot of just um, barometric pressure that happens differently or the cold or the warmth. It's like this change in temperature, and our nose is very sensitive, and we feel it. And there's this condition we call rhinitis, which I call it the hyperirritant nose, and then it makes you feel stuffed up or runny. And so that sensation of that temperature differential or the barometric differential is actually probably what's bothering people, or even just the dustiness coming out of the HVAC systems can be irrito- irritating to patients.
0: Yeah. Well, when we mentioned pets uh, a moment ago, one of our callers uh, reminded us that pets are suffering from allergies too, indoor and out.
1: They do. They do. Often, um, if you look at your pets, sometimes um, dogs, for example, get very itchy. I've heard when they have their allergens. Um, sometimes you'll hear like them sneeze. So, yep. We, I guess we're we're affected by them, but they are as well.
0: They are suffering too. Yeah. All right. Let's jump back to the phones. Here's Cindy in Woodridge. Hey, Cindy. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Are you dealing with allergy issues?
2: I am, and it's usually just tearing. Sometimes um, it comes and goes. Other times I swear the tears are acidic and and irritate the skin around my eyes,
1: and I have no idea what I'm allergic to.
0: mm I haven't heard of that before doctor is that something you've come across
1: yeah so you know we usually when we think of um, allergies affecting the eyes often people will say that they have itchy eyes but watery eyes can also be a symptom um, the other thing to think about when you have watery eyes it can be an irritant whether it's um, wearing makeup or when we stare at our screen so much we get dry eye which doesn't make sense why does dry eye cause um, watery eye but it does and so often artificial tears can be needed for that um, you taking a warm washcloth, squeezing out on our eyelids to remove um, the irritants that have been uh, accumulating from the dryness. It's something called blepharitis that bothers people. And then when that doesn't work, then it, we often think about allergies, in which case then coming to the allergies, for example, and figuring out, what am I allergic to? Is it the ragweed? Is it the mold? Is it the cats? Is it the dogs? By knowing that stuff, we talk about avoidance measures, and then we talk about medications. And if it's very bad, we even talk about allergy shots to help people.
0: Mm-hmm. In more serious cases, too, Dr. Malde, allergies can spur asthma. Right?
1: Yeah, they can. Um, as I was telling you, um, that 80% of asthma has an allergic component. So by knowing what you're allergic to, by seeing an allergist, we're able to help figure out how to avoid the triggers that bother me. What medications do I need to take? When do I need to take them? And then finally, can I get allergy shots even to make this so that I'm not suffering in these situations as, as much yeah. so, to prevent long-term problems?
0: So so that we're clear, is is this for people who already have asthma? or is this leading to new cases of asthma?
1: So most of the time, um, I think it's hard to say whether it's a cause or effect, but I think that people who do have asthma, of those people, 80% have um, an allergic component. But do allergies cause asthma? That is seen a little bit more in children and not as much as in adults as a cause and effect version of it.
0: It's the question of the day, right? Yes. So what signs should people look out for then to, to signify that asthma is getting exacerbating?
1: have symptoms of shortness of breath, chest tightness, wheezing, you're coughing uncontrollably, you're waking up in the middle of the night coughing. If those things are happening, then I'm more suspicious that it could be asthma that's bothering you as well.
0: Yeah. How do you know if you're experiencing allergies or if this is just COVID or a cold or the flu?
1: Right. I think the you can't always tell because sometimes some of these other things cannot have as many symptoms. It's so confusing these days. I got to admit. Oh my god, one thousand percent. I think the biggest one of the biggest. Differences is a fever. If you have a fever, allergies don't cause a fever. If you have fever and really bad body aches, I would definitely think that then you should think about the infectious diseases, COVID, influenza, um, a viral infection, bacterial infections. Those, if they, they, those things will be associated with a fever. Allergies will not. However, there are people out there who are getting COVID um, or even a viral infection, and they don't mount a fever. So I would not say just because I don't have a fever, I don't have COVID. That is not not the right answer. If you have symptoms, at least do a COVID test, especially if you're going to go be visiting somebody who's immunocompromised or are worried about that.
0: Dr. Malde, let's hear from one more caller. Here's Frank in Lincolnwood. Hi, Frank. Welcome to Reset.
2: Hi, thanks for taking my call, Sure, doctor. Um, the reason why I'm calling is I've had a sore throat, headaches, fatigue, um, and just congestion for like over two months. I've seen several um, doctors, including ENTs, had a CT scan, and um, just wondering how could you tell the difference between, I've also been on three courses of antibiotics, actually I'm on my fourth course of antibiotics, second course of steroids, and I'm wondering how you can tell the difference between uh, sinus issues versus allergies. You know, I've also had allergies in the past.
1: Good question. Good question. So, um, you know, in terms of sinus disease, a lot of, there's a, there's a, uh, continuum from allergic rhinitis into sometimes developing sinusitis. Sometimes people with sinusitis have um, nasal polyps in there, sometimes they don't. So there can be either a structural cause of sinus sinusitis, there can be an allergic cause that makes you quote unquote more clogged up so that you can't drain very well. And I think sometimes if you have discolored mucus for a prolonged period of time, we often think that could be more infectious or more um, sinusitis-like. If it's more clear, we often think it could be allergic. But I think you need to look at it from a multi-pronged approach. Is this allergies that are contributing? Are there nasal polyps or structural differences such as a deviated septum? And therefore, I think a holistic view of looking both with the ear, nose, and throat doctor and the allergist is a very helpful way to deal with all of those things when you've been suffering so long.
0: So let's go back to, to talking about medications then. I mean, What are lifestyle adjustments that you recommend folks make? And, and tell us about the over-the-counter medications that we can
1: take. Right. So I think that the first thing I think about in terms of lifestyle um issues are for example from the fall allergies maybe shower in the evening time wash that pollen off of your body and then if you go to someone's house and you know you're allergic to the pet they have again come home and take a shower those are easy things to do if you're allergic to dust mites there's these things called dust mite covers that um, decrease the amount of dust mite exposure that you have you may take a pillow cover with you when you travel and um, And if you are allergic to mold, you might say, I'm not gonna stay near the pool at the hotel we're going to because that may be a little bit more moldy. Mm -hmm. So situations like that are things to avoid. In terms of medications, we have nasal steroids as an option. There is a rare risk of potentially increasing eye symptoms with that, so definitely you should um, think about that. And then also, um, nasal antihistamines, such as azelastine exists on the market, and then there's oral antihistamines as well. But be careful that if you take that, they can decrease your reflexes. So there are a lot of over-the-counter medications, but definitely touch base with your doctor. Make sure there's no contraindications yeah. when you're using, using these medications.
0: And leave us with this, at what point should we come and see a doctor?
1: Um, if you're miserable. i say if you're <laughs> suffering, if you're suffering, why suffer? When it gets really bad. Not when it gets really bad, but if you're annoyed by your symptoms, I think one out of six people have allergies in their lifetime, and if you think if you're, if you're symptomatic, having these nasal symptoms, being bothered by them, then it's worthwhile finding out why is this happening to me. I definitely always have people who are like, I have no symptoms, but I want to see you. Can you test me for allergies? Whatever, if I do find you have an allergy or I, you have a, like a sensitization, how am I making you feel better? I can't. So therefore, I think if you're having symptoms and are miserable by them or want to understand it better, I think I'm anybody like myself is happy to help you.
0: That's Dr. Beju Malde, allergist and clinical instructor with Northwestern Medical Group for Adults. Thank you so much for your time and for answering all those questions, doctor.
1: Thank you. Have a great day. You too.